0: Hi, I'm Peggy. And I'm Dave. And this is Amped. Hey Dave, how are you today?
1: I'm good. And you?
0: I'm doing well. I'm really cold. All of a sudden, I live in I live in Virginia and all of a sudden it's like winter is here and I'm not adjusting well.
1: If it makes you feel better, for the last really 3 weeks since the weather turned around Thanksgiving here, I have been wearing a hat inside, uh, like a wool hat. Yeah. Because I'm always so cold.
0: It's been miserable. And my phantom pain has just been like off the charts. And I normally don't have much of an issue with it. But last night was the first night that I slept in like four nights. It was just do you horrible. Get,
1: is your phantom pain – do you think it's related to weather?
0: I don't know. Not usually. I mean if if I know – if a storm is coming or every once in a while we get a hurricane or blizzard, then I'll have pain for about 24 hours before that. But not like this, man. It felt like yellow jackets were just biting my toes nonstop. It was miserable.
1: Yeah, that's pretty freaking awful. I've been there. Yeah, it's I horrible, hate it.
0: and there's nothing you can do about it. And I no, I except be to miserable
1: reason... and yell at people.
0: Exactly, and that's that's what happens. <laughs> Unfortunately, like I try to explain to my kids, but I still feel bad. I have not been a good, I've not been a good mom this week, so.
1: Well, you begin to understand when you have Phantom Pain how, how in much more extreme and serious circumstances, you know, like people in the armed forces and spy agencies, why they would break under questioning when they're in, when they're being tortured. Because once, once there's pain and it's regular and you can't control it, it pretty much becomes the only thing in your life and it doesn't take much to get there.
0: It doesn't. It's, it's so horrible. So, but thankfully last night it finally... Finally let up, so hopefully, fingers crossed, it'll be smooth sailing.
1: Yes, I wish you nothing but a pain-free future.
0: Thank you very much.
1: It's my pleasure.
0: So, we have an exciting podcast today, though, so I'm excited. Um, You know, we should have cake or some sort of, you know, celebratory horns or balloons or something, but we don't. Uh, But this is our 100th episode.
1: The Century Mark
0: it's actually – it. it. I it, so it's not really our 100th episode, though, because we have a bunch that we did way back in the day that we just didn't count.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's probably more like 123. But with that being said, it's the 100th that we've actually counted.
0: It, it's the 100th on our website, correct?
1: It's the 100th on our website, so and it, we've reached 100 in less than two years.
0: I'm going to go with it.
1: So yeah, happy, basically –
0: Happy 100th episode anniversary-versary? Yeah. Yeah, Okay, I'll go with that.
1: It's our centennial episode.
0: I like that. Okay. How about that? Okay. I know like with with comedies and, and dramas on TV, when they get to the 100th episode, there's always a big cake because that's when things can usually go into syndication. So... Yeah, that would be cool. That's yeah, not going to happen, but yeah, that was, would be cool. I was going to say,
1: yeah, we're not. iHeartRadio isn't calling us saying, hey, can we can we buy the yeah. whole catalog and rebroadcast <laughs> these?
0: Yeah, I know. They but should. Can, I'm still going to get myself a cake, though. So either way, I will celebrate.
1: As you should. Yes. Um, I guess to celebrate, I bought chocolate mousse at the restaurant I was at tonight, but I gave it to my daughter. Oh, that was nice of you. She really likes chocolate mousse.
0: I like chocolate mousse, too. I've been, I've just been baking nonstop. Well, partly because my leg's been stinging, so I've just tried to keep moving so I don't lose my mind. But yes. my husband's students have just... I mean, they've got cookies and brownies and cakes and all kinds of Christmas confections.
1: Be careful. They'll start rooting for you to have phantom pain.
0: I know, right? So... Oh, well. So, in today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about our top three respective, you know, episodes of all times. Our favorites,
1: right? Yes. The ones we love the most. Yes. Well, you okay. get to kick it off.
0: I do get to kick it off. Um, so, and mine are in no particular order, okay? Yes. Um, I really liked episode 41, which was your child and special education we have gotten a lot of feedback on that episode uh, from parents who who have a child with limb loss or limb difference, and it. I think the ones, the episodes that I find to be my favorite and that make me smile are the ones that I know have really resonated with the community and have really helped them in some way. And I know that kind of reviewing the IEP process and the five o one, the the five o fours. I think that that. Really helped a lot of people, so that's why. And I I know a lot about that topic because I was a special ed teacher, Um, so it was kind of fun talking about something that that no offense I knew more than you.
1: You knew way more than me, and I thought it was really interesting because I'm usually the one who puts together the podcast show notes, and so when and we try to do that ahead of time so that we know exactly what we're going to cover. And I remember on that one, you thought of the topic, and I said that's a fantastic topic you've got to get me everything. Cause I don't even know where to begin. And you dumped into the platform that we use a, a boatload of information. And I started, as I was typing up the notes and, and getting my head around the complexities of this. And I was sort of in, ed, interested because my dad was an educator his whole life. My dad was a school superintendent for like 40, 50 years. So, um, I, I found it absolutely fascinating. I thought it was great. And it's obviously a wonderful resource for people, but, um, I, as soon as as soon as you came up with that topic, I said, oh, that's, that's a good one. And this will be one that I know people will revisit in the future sort of indefinitely as they become aware of AMP. And, you know, what, the, the nice thing about that one is we can continue to update it as, as regulations change, if they ever change, but it's a, it's a really practical one.
0: So that's that's why that's one of my top three. Um, my second one is the one where we talked about the Amped Product Encyclopedia, and again, that was such a passion project of mine, and I poured you know weeks of my life into creating this thing. Um, so it was just really exciting and fun to kind of announce it to the world that it's now there.
1: Yeah, it was, it was, it was definitely a labor of love and it was painful uh, because, you know, not only is it just trying to aggregate all of the information about, you know, the product and and the codes, but then um, we were, we were going that extra step, Peggy, and trying to make sure that we could plug in the, the relevant um, Medicare allowables for each product and, Just going, having to cross-reference between the Medicare fee schedule and the codes that were selected on a product level, given the number of products involved. I just, I remember going through it and double and triple checking and finding errors and going back and having to do it all over again. But man, was it worth it. It's a, it's a really good resource. And I, I know you've gotten some positive feedback about it from the community.
0: Yeah. And that's another one that, that I see shared a lot on social media, And I know that it's being used. So, you know, when you, when you put so much of your time and energy and yourself into creating something, and then you see that, yeah, you know, we were right that this is a resource that the community needed. Um, it's, it's a really cool thing. So,
1: yeah. And we'll be, we'll be updating that at the, at the turn of the year, both in terms of the uh, updated fees for Medicare that take effect in 2018. And as well as going back and validating that, um, You know, old products that are no longer sold drop off the encyclopedia and new ones that are find their way out to it. So we'll be taking a look at that in January.
0: Um, And then my third of my top three um, is actually a grouping because I couldn't pick just one, but it's all of our reimbursement episodes. So it's when we're talking about appealing the not medically necessary denial to how do you handle an appeal when it's deemed experimental to talking about the AMPT research index that you poured your heart into creating um, and then the tools that go along with it. We have the day in the life tool where you can, you know, it's just click all everything that you're doing throughout the day to keep record keeping, which helps with appeals um, and how to enroll in an exchange. How do you get um, the health insurance that you need? All of those, I kind of clumped together as the reimbursement episodes. And again, Dave, that these are episodes that um, it's information that really touches everybody's life at some point. And there really wasn't a resource or a place, a clearinghouse to go to get amputee limb loss specific help um, on these issues. So that's why I was really, really proud to be a part of that.
1: Yeah, it was. um, And this was one that I was actually surprised that you selected just because on the reimbursement episodes, you, you tend to give me a lot of deference on those. And, and often they're, they're things that I'm, I'm doing the research on. And so I was really happy to see you select it because I felt like, Oh, all of that work that, that I feel like is in my wheelhouse. You like, uh, and you think it's valuable. So I thought that that was really cool.
0: Absolutely. I mean, these episodes, definitely they're not as much fun to record as some of the other ones. Right. Um, And sometimes I do feel like, (laughs) you know, a little bit lower of a supporting cast member in some of them, but that's okay uh, because it's definitely, you know, it's your specialty, but I see how people are using these tools in the community. And when I, when we get the emails that, you know, thank you, I used your um, denial appeal tool and I actually got what I need. And now I'm walking um, all of that it just, it keeps me going. It's so motivating and so uplifting. So the fact that people, you know, not only do we create these tools, but people are using these tools and people are using these tools successfully. Um, I just think that's really, really awesome.
1: And I think that probably what has gotten me the most excited out of anything that's happened over the last two years is when we started, when we put those tools together, and you started relaying to me either emails or when you were at different events and met people who came up to you and said, I use the tool and I got my insurance company to approve something that they had originally denied. That, that awesome, is by far it? the coolest thing about um, about, I think, what we've done for me personally, just because... As we've talked about in the past, you sort of, you put this stuff out there and it goes into the void, right? And you don't know what people are necessarily going to do with it and if it's working. And so when when you get the validation from people that, oh yeah, I use it and it does exactly what it's intended to do, that is a phenomenal, phenomenal feeling.
0: It is. It's so. That's what. Those are my top three, and I did not look at your top three, Dave. So I'm excited to to find out what your top three are. Okay.
1: So my top three are in the order through which I went back and looked at all of the podcasts, which was from the beginning, you know, at the in at the end of 2016, um, all the way up to uh, the current day. So in that order, the first one I selected was episode seven. Uh, which was navigating airports and TSA with limb loss difference, limb loss and limb difference. And I loved this episode, A, because I just have a sense that air travel and TSA is stressful for everybody, but especially stressful for people in our community. Uh, it's a hotly, hotly discussed issue on social media. You still see st- stories on a regular basis in newspapers about, you know, the, that sort of worst case scenario, what happened with TSA at a checkpoint for some uh, individual with limb loss or limb difference at some random airport somewhere in the world. Um, But in this episode, what I loved is A, you actually directed me to a bunch of resources that I didn't know existed um, related to air travel. And so we kind of approached this when we built it from the standpoint of from the time you're going to start to schedule the trip, all the way to the time you get off the plane at the destination, what is every what is it that you have to deal with, and what are all the resources that you can that you can avail yourself of? And I just thought it was really really cool. There's a ton of information packed into that podcast. Um, obviously, air travel is near and dear to my heart because I do a ton of it myself. And, um, so it's something that I deal with and I know how stressful it is as someone who's accustomed to it and doesn't really mind it. So, uh, this was one that was really a favorite of mine.
0: I would not have, I mean, I'm glad you picked it. Um, but I'm surprised that you picked it, but your reasons make sense. So why are you surprised? I hate, um,
1: did I just break you? No, no, no. I'm just – I'm trying to
0: think of why I'm surprised. I Maybe because it was – we've done so many other things since then because it was such an early episode. I think sometimes I forget about it. Yeah.
1: yeah. I just – I know that often when I'm writing – when I'm thinking about doing our weekly newsletter or um, when you're just sort of thinking about what are – what's in the news, often it does relate a, – a, a very high percentage overall I think of – of the the news out there does relate at some level to this kind of stuff.
0: Oh, it does. And I hate, I mean, you know, I've had horrific experiences. You talk about news stories. I was on the news because of, of a TSA horror story. Yes. Um, you know, so I think anytime that, I, and I still get frustrated. Yeah, so basically, I don't find nearly as much as yeah, you maybe. do, but I still become frustrated. And I know that their TSA is getting ready to release um like a bill of rights for for individuals with disabilities. And I'm just like, yeah, whatever.
1: Well, you've segued perfectly <laughs> into my next favorite episode, which was the amputee bill of rights. And that's a
0: good one. See, I should have picked that. That's a really good one. I was one. shocked
1: that you didn't pick this one.
0: I know. It it I I love the Bill of Rights because I think that it just it it surprises me that there has never been a document like that before where we were like this is what we stand for. This is everything that we believe. The, and it wasn't just us, right? I'm talking we, but I, I mean the community because it was completely crowdsourced. Yep.
1: The, and that's that's the key to the, the Amputee Bill of Rights. It is a – the reason that document is so important isn't because it's on the AMP website. The reason that document is important is because it's something that the community developed with us. Um, You know, we threw out some concepts, but we got lots of feedback. We spent lots of time thinking about how to incorporate that feedback. If you go back and listen to the episodes, there was an episode before episode 19, where we talked about, I think, version one of the document, we released it and had a whole podcast about here's the draft. And then we came back.
0: Right. How do we yeah. change it? How do we make it reflect? That was really, that was a labor love as well, but that was well worth it. I know that that is something that is actually hanging at support group meetings and in some facility offices as well. And I think it's really cool that, that that's starting to catch some yeah. wind.
1: And, you know, as a practical matter, it's what you and I use to guide where we're going to focus our energy now. If it's not going to hit, if it's not going to really touch on some of those, at least some of those core rights that we've identified with the community and the Bill of Rights, why would we focus on it? So it really mm-hmm. becomes kind of the North Star for us in terms of where we focus the, the limited energy and time that we have. So it's uh, it's been an enormously important document for you and me.
0: Yeah. All right. Well done. I like, I like your two that you've picked so far. What's your third?
1: So my third, it's it's funny because, you know, I, I think we both cheated on our third because we didn't want to really commit to just one thing. Mm-hmm. So we chose clusters and I right. did that as well. My third cluster are what I will call the interview episodes. And okay. so, you know, the reason for this is simple. I mean, we, we've interviewed a bunch of different people. We interviewed Bob Gailey, who's perhaps the preeminent um, specialists in the world around amputee gait and how to um, how to teach people with prostheses to use them more effectively. We talked with John Kemp, um, who uh, is a quadrilateral amputee and uh, runs the Viscardi Center uh, here on Long Island. It's an amazing organization. But John has been an amputee his entire life. And he shared with us an amazing story about growing up in in Big mountain country, big sky country, um, at a time where when he got his prosthesis fixed, the way he got it fixed was he put it on a bus in the luggage hold and it just got routed to St. Louis. And then it would get driven back to him. And he'd eventually get
0: it back. Exactly. And people get frustrated now with one week turnaround times.
1: (laughs) Yep. And this guy was throwing it on a bus. Um, Peter Thomas, who's who's a friend of both of ours and an incredibly important advocate for both the limb loss, limb difference community specifically, but the broader disability community generally. Then obviously one that I was felt selfishly very close to, which was my son, Max, who shared with us sort of his perspective on limb loss as a kid growing up with a parent who had it. That was and a fi- really fun one. It was, it was. And then Nicole Verkailen, who uh, was the NAOP fellowship or fellow uh, in this past summer. And she shared her experiences as a fellow with us as as well as her personal history. And the, the common theme through all of these, the reason I love this cluster is because it wasn't just about advice. It wasn't about wisdom. It was people sharing their stories from very different viewpoints um, about you know, how they interact with this world and particularly with the people with limb loss, the, the, you know, with John uh, Peter and Nicole, you know, th- their stories um, just sort of validate my perspective and your perspective on what makes this community remarkable, which is um, the narratives that everyone comes to the table with are all incredibly powerful and really profound and, and, Every time you hear one of these stories, it doesn't matter what the cause of amputation was, um, whether you were born with a limb difference. It's simply the fact that people have, you know, learned how to navigate the world with this type of challenge and and reacting to others who maybe aren't as uh, forgiving or understanding of that. Um, It's a pretty amazing group of stories. And I just love the fact that there's a forum for us to to share some of those with people who we think are really interesting, and um, who have a perspective that's that's helpful for the broader community.
0: I think I think you chose wisely, Dave.
1: I appreciate that. I
0: do. Uh, the, so I actually had kind of toyed with the idea of the interview episodes myself, um, but the reason that I I opted against it is because although I think that they make great episodes and are are interesting for our listeners they are sometimes a beast to to get produced
1: (laughs) (laughs) yes there's there's editing issues sometimes for us it's much harder for Peggy and I to actually control those discussions because it's three different people in three different places it's hard enough to you hear Peggy and me interrupt each other all the time on this podcast because we're not in the same room looking at each other. And um, it gets even harder when you, when you introduce a third person, the dynamics can be a little weird sometimes, but um, I agree. They're technically the most challenging. They are in some ways the least practical of the episodes that we deliver. But I think the cool thing about them is that they're just really interesting interviews and, you know, we're, we've, we've got a list of, of more, Peggy, that we, we need to follow through on. We were, we were trying to do a really interesting one, and I won't disclose the topic, but we were trying to do a really interesting one um, a month or two ago, and we just couldn't get the logistics straight with, with the party we were trying to speak to. But we're going we're gonna to circle back to that. And there's, there's more in the pipeline on the interview front.
0: Stay tuned.
1: Indeed. So well, that's a hundred episodes, Peggy. That's we, we covered between us about fifteen of them.
0: I'm excited. <laughs> I know, right? You know, though, I'm excited, Dave. I'm excited on how much, you know, we've we've managed to accomplish. We're coming up on our our two year website anniversary as well. Um,
1: Another few weeks.
0: I know, right? It yeah. yeah. We launched it on January first because I was at the Penguin Plunge when it went live.
1: That's right. Yes, my, right.
0: my kid was jumping in an icy river when when our website went live. Uh, but yeah, two years. So I'm excited. Two years
1: with, two years with a website. Two years about, with a website. About seven months with a really good website. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Origin Media.
0: Yes, and about five and a half years maybe without a website. So we've been doing this for a while.
1: Yep. Peggy and I. So I don't know if we've ever talked about like what what the idea was for this originally, and maybe it's in one of those early podcasts. But Peggy and I were actually together with a third party. We were we were part of a media tour, and we were being trained together on how to relate to media, uh, to you know media outlets who are going to be as we were as we were sort of pitching stuff to them, and we're getting asked questions. How do you respond? And we we're and you know we were talking our friend laura was there she was sort of mediating this discussion with us or leading this discussion and uh, and training and you and i looked at each other at one point i think we were in a hotel in outside of dc someplace
0: we were and
1: yeah and we looked at each other and we were like we we kept having these sort of aha moments just like oh you've experienced that yeah i've done exactly the same issue but our perspectives aren't the same but we've experienced the same thing Mm -hmm. and we just looked at each other at one point i was like why are we recording about this like If we think this is interesting, why wouldn't other people think it's maybe interesting? And that was kind of the genesis for all of this.
0: It was. And it took probably a year and a half from then to when we actually recorded our first podcast. Yeah. Took us a while. Took us a while while. to to get around to it and warm up to it and figure out, you know, because it went from being a concept of. And you're right. We both had very similar experiences with different perspectives on it. And I think it, it took us a while to figure out, too, if it was an above knee, below knee perspective versus male versus female. And I think it's a combination of all of it.
1: I think it's I think at the end of the day, I think it's mostly about just two different people. Mm-hmm. Doesn't I don't know I mean I think some of obviously gender shapes some of our perspectives and level of amputation shapes some of our perspectives but ultimately it's really just about two different people who've both shared equally traumatic or life changing events and what that you know, what what the impact is on us and how it how it has affected how we see the world and and relate to other people
0: so I'm glad we had that discussion that day.
1: As am I, as am I. <laughs> and then also it's worth pointing out that after we – you said it took a year and a half for us to start recording. And then for those of you used to kind of the weekly cadence that we we have developed over the last two years, let's just say that it was decidedly less regular at the <laughs> beginning. We yeah, st- we
0: were like every three or four months. And then we would tr- – oh, we tried though. We tried. We tried.
1: We, we tried. we Our goal was monthly, right? We were going to do monthly. Right. And yes. I think we might have done that for like two episodes. And then it was like, well, life got in the way. And all of a sudden it was six months later. And by the way, the podcast weren't 20 minutes long either. It was like an hour, 80 yeah. minutes. We were we were just free associating our way to.
0: <laughs> Note, there were no show notes because the show <laughs> notes came from, that actually came from, from somebody who wanted to listen and has a hearing impairment. and was like, you know, I can't get any of the information that you're putting out there. And that's why we're like, we can fix that, so yep. that's why we have the show notes now.
1: If we had had to do show notes at the beginning, Peggy, I think—oh
0: my word—we
1: would have had we would have had show notes that consisted of like 130 slides. Yeah, would not have yeah. been pretty. I would have no. It, that would have broken me. We would not have a website today.
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, glad that didn't happen. I'm glad we have the website, um, and we made a hundred on our new platform. So. Congratulations, Dave.
1: You too. Phenomenal work, Peggy.
0: I'm excited. Yeah. I'm excited about, you know, the the future for Amped in 2019 and the episodes that we have in the pipe work and some projects that we have, you know, some new tools and things like that. I think it's it's exciting.
1: Yes. 20, 2019 will be another growth year for us. If think 2017 was kind of an explosive growth year. 2018 was... Um, a few key projects but it was largely about stabilizing the base and making sure that what we had worked really well. Well, we
0: have our new website in 2018. I mean, that's huge.
1: Yeah. New website and the
0: network amplife.com.
1: It's, yep. Those are the two biggies for this year. And and next year I think we're going to you're going to see another growth here, which is really I think so. Fun and challenging.
0: Absolutely.
1: And as always so. We, we want to hear from people in the community, so if you have ideas about things um, we should be doing that we aren't, that we are doing, but should be doing better, please reach out to us and let us know what your thoughts are. And Peggy, they can do that at?
0: Uh, info at org, or you can email me directly, Peggy at AmpedLife.org. Beautiful. Or I guess you could email Dave, too. Dave at amplife.org It's true. But...
1: Yeah, you make it sound like no one would want to email me.
0: No, I don't. Everybody, <laughs> I think you should email Dave.
1: No, actually, if people are interested in prompt responses, email Peggy.
0: That's kind of why I put mine. first. I know. I was just. Breaking I do. Your fo- I do. You know. I do try to to forward you the ones that I think you need to know about. Though you
1: do, I do. I see. I see them. Um, All right. For those who don't know, Peggy is the one who's really got her feet on the ground in the social media and quick response world. I uh, I try to
0: her foot on the ground.
1: Oh, rim shot! And uh, I'm the guy. <laughs> I'm the guy who, in every aspect of my life, is try- is trying to batch like email so I only have to deal with it like twice a day. So, <laughs> just a difference in our personalities.
0: Yeah, it's all good though. It all balances out.
1: Indeed, it does. Anything else you want to say in conclusion to our 100th episode? You only get your 100th episode once, Peggy.
0: I know, but we'll get our 200. Then we can just repeat everything. Um, no, Dave, it's been, it's really been fun. I'm really glad that we started this and, um, you know, you're a great podcast partner. So let's keep going.
1: I agree. And I just want to thank you because you really are the, I think you're the driving force behind this and um, your passion and commitment uh, really gets me fired up and, and makes it easy for me to To do this outside of my normal work hours, and I can't thank you enough for that.
0: Oh, we should eat cake now.
1: Everyone go eat cake to celebrate.
0: That's right, celebrate.
1: All right. Well, with that, Peggy, I look forward to speaking with you on episode 101 next week.
0: 101, you got it. Take care. Oh, we should make it something um, like introductory. Isn't that the introductory level for classes in college?
1: Oh, I see. So, yeah, this is our 101 level class.
0: Yeah, so we'll think on that. Maybe keep with the theme. I'll work
1: on it. All right, good. Stay tuned, everyone. Take care. Bye.